Well, hello everyone. Uh, it is Matt. Uh, it's, I guess, late Saturday, June 10th. Um, it's actually 2.40 a.m. Um, Doing this is a lot later than we expected <laughs> to. Uh, you know, it, it's a Saturday night. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Uh, basically, what we're doing right here is... Um, recapping day quote-unquote one of E3. Um, obviously, uh, EA went to this morning or this afternoon. Um, they had their press conference. And so, you know, we've talked about a lot, I guess, about how EA is going earlier and earlier. And the more I thought about it, the more, like, business made sense to me. Like, obviously, like I mentioned in a podcast prior um, how it is costing the game industry so much you have to think about GameSpot you know Giant Bomb IGN like all these places yeah had to be there early to run all these shows at least one day earlier than normal right because press conferences didn't normally start till Sunday yeah so exactly Um, and even then like they used to only start on Monday like, that used to be the big day, yeah. um, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago. Till, well, people... I guess it's until Bethesda finally joined the party a couple of years ago and yeah. did the Sunday thing. Right, and so it was just one of those things. But uh, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, like, especially after watching this, the more it makes sense for EA to go a day early because EA is trying to capture the industry in a way that no one else is and i kind of realized that after watching you know like last year during their press conference they had the battlefield one thing right um and they had all these celebrities plus these youtubers on on stage playing their game um but now they kind of limited it to YouTubers or quote unquote influencers and Twitch streamers too. I right. Well, so that's under influencers, yeah. right? And so, like these people are in there who are spreading the message or quote unquote their community. But I think it's a better choice because they should have people that know what they're doing. Right. You don't have Snoop Dogg smoking a joint. Yeah. Right. And just staring into the depths of a trench. And I totally get that. But like this whole idea that them coming a day early and getting all the press there and getting all these people coming early totally makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, like after watching this press conference, um, and it's just one of those things, I think as a business, like they're trying to capture the industry in a way that not everybody necessarily is you like and that's why like you look at peter moore who just left he had the title of a chief or a chief competition officer that's not a title companies have it was this totally arbitrary made up thing that just works for them and uh, they're trying to capture this community support that i think no other company is doing Mm -hmm. and for like for a point that's cool like obviously like having this press conference a day early kind of sucks for a lot of people but i think it's kind of a cool thing so anyways um i guess i didn't introduce this again it's 2 40 a.m um sunday morning late saturday night um i would be lying to you if i said i haven't had a number of drinks before this, um, you know, a typical Saturday night. Um, Austin's uh, not in my head. I mean, it's it's been a number of drinks, not too many. It's not but, too many, but um, I mean, we're still here, able coherently to describe the EA conference. So right, and so um, anyways, I guess where I'm getting with this is um, my name's Matt. Um, Austin's here with me as always. Um, we are part of the dry spell radio show. And so the idea is that we are going to record one of these during each day of E3, um, so that we can kind of just keep up with it. Um, and then during our live show Wednesday, we're going to kind of go over everything we saw 
what we thought was best, who won, quote unquote, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It'll be too much on Wednesday for us to cover everything. So we're kind of breaking, yeah, we're kinda it, breaking, breaking it, up. it up. And then I think Wednesday we're going to just kind of go over the best and maybe the worst moments of E3. Right. Uh, so I guess before we kind of get into the rest of that, let's go ahead and talk about EA, which had their press conference at uh, our time, 1 p.m. today, which I realized um, I got all the times wrong because I was thinking something other than Pacific when I started converting all the times in my head. Um, but anyways, we watched it. Um, and I'll be honest, like I'm not overly surprised with the press conference. Well, I mean, they did already come out a while ago. Like, I think it was last week, saying what they're going to talk about. So it wasn't like a complete surprise about everything that they brought up. It yeah. was just like, okay, well, we knew that was coming. We knew that was coming. We knew that was coming. So it wasn't right. like... And I mean, so for, like, my standpoint, like, I tried to not to look at those things. Yeah. I tried to just think about, like, but, I mean, what they kind of hinted at. We did talk about that on our show probably, like, two or... Like, last week or two weeks ago, I don't really remember. Right, when they hinted, like, oh, like, Assassin's Creed. I guess they never really... That's not Assassin's Creed. That's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Oh, God. I was so confused. But they they flat out said, like, kind of like Need for Speed's going to be there. Yeah, the rough outline of what they were really going to talk about. So, I mean, they started the show with Battlefield 1. Which I was fully expecting. Yeah, no surprise Actually, so I think on our show and when our corrections come in... Wednesday, I think I said they will start with Battlefront. Yeah, um, which and I'm pretty sure I said that. Yeah, because but they, they, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it also kind of makes sense. Like Battlefield One is something is a it's their current shooter. It's, it's their current their... shooter. It's something that they've been working on. It's something that's trying to improve. It's the thing they're leaning on their community to be pushing. And I mean, I'm sure they still have. Several players playing it. I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, I'm and sure it's still pretty high. You look at Battlefield Four. People are still playing that. Still, people. Yeah, people are still playing that. I know. I I know Battlefield One did have a drop off in players, and like, which kind of sucks. I'm sure, as it is. But I mean, they they came out with this conference of saying like, what's to come. Here's what the road ahead is, and it you know it looks good. They got. Oh, quite yeah. a bit coming. And I think like the DLC they showed was good if well, you like that Battlefield One feel. So they finally, because um, I believe the last expansion introduced the French army, mm-hmm. and this one's finally introducing the Russians. Yeah, um, and it's finally moving the the game like the locations from like Western, more Western Europe to into Russia. So, which is going to be different. I mean, it's because we've been getting a lot of fields and open areas with maybe some woodlands and then and then cities. Yeah. And so, then, now we're going to get, you know, more snowy terrain, maybe a little more, you know, not so flat maps. We'll see how it which goes. Which is cool, for sure. Um, and, you know, they kind of mentioned that they were bringing in the women's battalion. Yeah. Which I think is, like, a great idea. For sure. Especially, like, if you, like, know Russian history. Well, first off, it is historically accurate, so that's good. Though, I mean, the whole game has been. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's not just, like, they're not just answering. Because I know when this game first came out, there was a big cry from, you know, the feminist party saying, there's no women in this game. Like, well, it was World War One. It was in that time period where, like, you know, women weren't really thought of in that role. Especially for, sure. for Especially for, you know, the, you know, the more Western countries. And so, I mean, it's nice to see this introduction through the Russians with having the yeah, no, Italian. I like I definitely agree with that. So, I guess my only criticism and my first reaction again, this is kind of a reaction podcast before we get necessarily quote unquote all of the the details behind things because that'll come out over the coming week. Mm-hmm. But my first reaction was. They didn't show off any single cam- like single player campaign, which upsets me because I feel like how Battlefield One set up their campaigns, there wasn't one continuous campaign. It was many several mini campaigns that were a couple hours and they were great. It wasn't like a drawn out thing over you know over cinematic stuff that like right. typical so first person like- shooters do. So like you think it'd be set up for them to just add a new campaign in there, and how cool would it have been to have a new campaign with this rush right with this exactly. Woman? Battalion. So that's the thing, like, you can go into multiplayer and play as a woman, 
and that's one thing but like playing as a campaign where you are actually affecting the war is mm-hmm. a completely different thing and i if they don't do that at all i think they're going to miss a huge like a huge thing right there because yeah and that was like one of their emphasis is on this thing of saying like we got the, we introduced the women battalion that the russians army had but it's going to have like a little lackluster effect if it's just like oh you're just going to be able to play as a woman online now and not like you're actually not going to get the story behind all of them and it's going to be a little upsetting yeah i mean it is what it is like it may be to the point where they don't feel like the game is gaining enough traction in the campaign to release all these dlcs to make people want to go out and buy it and i totally understand that but like if you are gonna bet all of this money on developing something that is so story driven then you should probably put a story behind it and i don't how much i mean it only needs to be a couple hours long probably because that's how long yeah, most of those know, stories were it's fine you can sit down and like you know one or two playthroughs and get through it and be like you know that was really cool there's like you know four different chapters to each story like you got the whole like the whole thing wasn't drawn out wasn't over the top it was just a good solid story and i really wish they would bring that in like i wish that's because like when i first got the game you know what last october i played through the campaign I'm like man that was great and i really hope in the future they bring more of these in because like it was set up for that reason and they had they didn't do it with the last expansion i mean it could have been done with the french army since they brought them in because they were a huge part of world war one yeah and now that they're missing this with you know a very obvious you know the woman's battalion for Russia in the World War One, that they just kind of missed that mark, just kind of, I don't know, it kind of upsets uh, yeah. me a little bit. Cause... I don't know if it's necessarily missing the mark. Like I totally get like when you're operating a business, you have to focus on certain things. And and you know most people buy these games for the multiplayer, but and I get that for sure. Un- understand. And that was that was something like like quickly realizing. Um, and like when they showed all the quote unquote YouTuber influencers, um, or I guess they called them game changers. Um, it was all about battlefront, but I guess it kind of influences this as well. Um, you know, like it's all multiplayer based. They almost never in this game, like in this entire press conference talked about single, single player except for needs for speed. And I mean, a little bit for Battlefront, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, but even then, it was very little. Very little. Like, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Battlefield 1, obviously, they got stuff coming on. They, they, they're bringing stuff on. It's obviously, they're going to support Battlefield. So It's been a big thing for them for years. Yeah, and it's going to be their shooter probably through the next year. Until, I, I mean, imagine they'll have another shooter release... Probably later. I'm sure 2018. Next, I'm I mean, sure next year we'll have another battlefield. Probably, or maybe you know, probably not, but Medal of Honor or something. Another franchise I, that they. Have. I doubt they're gonna hit Medal of Honor ever again. Yeah, unfortunately, which sucks. So yeah, that's where we're at with that. So I mean, for me, I'm a returning player. I kind of haven't played the game in a while because I kind of have other other things take over. But I would like to go back, especially the stuff that I saw, new maps, new. Uh, they have new cavalry units and stuff like that. And you're talking to people like me. Like, I own the game. Like, I legitimately own the game. And it is still in the plastic. And so, like, I'm like, and I'm still interested in getting into it and kind of playing it just to see what it is. And, well, I mean, we have a number of friends who own this game. So, it's not like we would be playing by ourselves. Which is so funny, so funny to me because I've never once been pressured to open my copy of battlefield one and play it and maybe it was just like a moment in time like i wasn't playing online Mm -hmm. but that's still like that's totally crazy to me i mean i'm not i guess the moral of the story is um i'm not surprised they're supporting this i like i am surprised that they started their press conference with it i mean i'm not because it was like i don't know man star wars like, I can't... Like, I know they ended with Star Wars. Okay, I just gotta, I gotta say this now. I don't think EA's conference could have been as good as it should have been. I thought it was okay. It was okay. Was it was the, better than last year's. Okay, that's true. It was... Oh, but it was... Minus still, the Snoop Dogg. Okay. Because, goddamn, I want Snoop Dogg in every fucking conference I see for the rest of my life. Yeah, I know. 
But <laughs> it was okay. And that's unfortunate because I feel like EA actually has a pretty good slate of games coming out in this next year. Yeah. And you know, so the thing was is for me, I like – I don't play sports games. Yes, yeah, and that brings, us, that brings us to the next thing. So after the Battlefield reveal, they went to FIFA. And that's where I lost. Well, I think they started with Madden, right? No, it went to FIFA first. I have the order. No, okay. I, didn't put, I didn't put Madden in here. Just I, I think it was Madden. Madden was next. Which I was interested in because it's Madden 18, which is the first time they're actually introducing a story mode where you have a set character through set story and dialogue where you go right. through his so high school what, right. to college to NFL career. Which... For Madden, that's never been done before. You're, yeah, for sure. And I think for like a football game, like that's never been done before. And I think that's super cool. Like if I'm going to follow one sport in my life, it's going to be football. Yeah, and like American football, not... Right, not football. Football. And as they even said... <laughs> I'm not is, communist China here. Yeah, I know. But as they even said in the conference, this is probably the most innovative Madden they've done in like a decade. Which is great because uh, and so here's the thing like I was talking to some friends. So I feel of mine. like Madden has been a little lackluster. Lately. Yeah, so I was talking to some friends of mine like over the past week um, about Madden and kind of its role in video games. And you know, like Madden is the singular sports game that has been consistent over the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. About like we're going to release this Madden every single year, and it's always going to be good. Fun fact. And, Speaking of 20 years, I actually own Madden 97 for PS1. There we go. That's there the first go. Madden game Look I've ever owned. Um, so you've been listening to the Dry Spell Radio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's not <laughs> the end. So, um, no, but it was one of those things. Like, the industry kind of bet on Madden to start every season. They, they always come out in August. And we're talking like every year you would see like video game journalists out at the release of Madden. Mm-hmm. We're talking every single year this happened. Which is, which is like, when you think about it, that's kind of weird. You're like, why Madden? Why because that Because they did, they just decided that this is going to come out at this time, and, that's and they just stuck with it. And that's kind of what started the entire, the rest of the year, was Madden was always the We're talking the like start. they started in August, and they would lead out the industry mm-hmm. through whatever, they like July, essentially. And the past couple of years, it's just been like, Madden hasn't been anything worth picking up. No, I haven't bought a Madden game since, I think, Madden 13. Yeah, and for for the record, and like, full disclosure, I haven't bought a sports game since NFL 2K5. Okay. Um, Just, like, so everyone knows. Like, I'm not big into sports games at all, unless you're kind of like Rocket League or... Just jam <laughs> and and an off sports game. Yeah, right. I believe I believe the Maddens I've owned are you know ninety seven when we bought when I got my PS one originally when I'm long time ago twenty years ago. Um, then I think I had two thousand five in two thousand seven maybe, and then I think twenty thirteen was the last one I owned. With, I know so, I, I don't know if it's twenty thirteen, but I know I had Calvin Johnson. And so the on funny the cover. thing, like the funny thing for me is exactly that it's the cover. Yeah, like. I feel like even though I don't buy NFL games or I don't buy sports games, I always know exactly who's on the cover of Madden. Well, I feel like it's always a big deal. Yeah, it is. And this and next year, just... it is Brady. Right. I mean, well, that's not seen. surprising. Not at all. And I, I, I don't know if sidebar, but here, but like, I have you seen the commercials for the Madden games? Not at all. Because you know the whole Madden curse thing. Like, you know, if you're on the cover of Madden, you're going to have a terrible season the following. Oh, I haven't seen You I never heard, heard about that? that? No. Okay, so yeah, it's a running running thing. Like, if you're on the cover of Madden, you're going to have a terrible season. You're going to get an injury. Something's going to happen to you. You're going to do bad. So Brady's on it this year, obviously. And <laughs> of so, course So is. everyone's like, oh, you know, Patriots are going to – something bad's going to happen. And so Brady comes out with a commercial saying, I'm not afraid of superstition. Look at me. Pulls up a mirror, breaks the mirror, you know. Okay. I don't care. He's like, look at this ladder. Walked under the ladder. Like, it's it's pretty good. That's I mean, kind of funny. For how you feel about Tom Brady, I, for me, I can't hate him anymore for personal reasons. Yes. So, I mean, uh, so I'm a Broncos fan. I have been since I grew up. Um, so, like, and Peyton was on the cover a couple years ago. And then he, neck injury. Right. So, maybe that's something. But I don't know. But talking specifically about the game, this whole story thing, yeah. I think is like 
So I guess the point of when I went off on this tangent this was a I random tangent. <laughs> Again, it's two fucking fifty in the morning. It's now. almost three. So uh, we, three a.m. We've got some alcohol influence. So, uh, <laughs> so I think the important thing is like they're trying to take different steps to make their game innovative, and mm-hmm. I think that's really important because that's something. They haven't focused on within the past couple of years. And that's like the thing. Like Madden was always innovative. Yeah. And it just hasn't been. And I feel like another reason why it hasn't been is because, you know, there Madden was always in the competition with NCAA. But then since NCAA lost their title or like they pulled out from the gaming thing because that's what the NCAA For whatever is, reason. There was yeah. no more competition for Madden for a football game. And so I feel like they kind of got just kind of stuck in a rut, set in their ways, kind of updating things here and there, and it wasn't like anything. Well, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you don't need to update yourself if you have no competition. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's nice that they find it like, okay, we need to actually, like, do something else. Because people, I feel like probably they can see the sales, obviously, of, of games, and it's probably gone down. Who knows? I know, like, it went on sale on PlayStation, like, the last one, Madden, what, 16, 17, can't, like, went on sale really soon after it came out so yeah well and that's the thing like well and games aren't like lasting more than a month or two before they go on sale which is i mean unfortunate but it's just such a saturated market now with a new big big game coming out probably almost every month oh absolutely and several i noticed prey is already down to 40 bucks and it came or out like, and I know month. it's on sale right now i think for even less yeah which is crazy so it's just yeah, it's how it so is. Anyways, so anyways, I mean, I think the idea of uh, a like a cool story into a sports game is a good idea for them. Um, it doesn't necessarily make someone like me more interested into it, but it might. Like I think of like some of my roommates that are really big into sports. Like I think it might make them more interested in this. And I know game. Jason, who's been on our show a couple times. He loves sports games, you know, Madden, NBA, you name it. He, I'm, I mean, not all of them, but those are his go-tos. He loves those games. He gets them every year. And I think that's going to be like a really big appeal. And I'm sure there's other people like that. They, you know, oh, they'll, absolutely. They'll see that like, hey, you know, that's really cool. Now I really do want to get this game and not just be like, oh, I mean, I'll get it because, you know, I get them every year yeah. kind of thing. Well, so, and so speaking of sports games, I think like one of the, like, they, they, Spent a bit of time in their conference on sports games, which I guess like which they I do, was a little I mean, surprised about. But they do that every year. Yeah, and that, well, it's their thing. Like they, they, they are the, the only ones making sports games. They own the sports market, so uh, l- legitimately, literally, they own the sports market. Um, yeah. And so the next game was FIFA, right? Yeah. And so they kind of they kind of showed FIFA, and I guess they didn't really herald on the whole idea of a character mode in FIFA. Well, they kind of did, but it was like... Cause last, it was later. But it was because FIFA was the first one to do it, the story mode. Right. And they did it last year, and it seems like they're bringing back the same character from the last FIFA into this yeah, new FIFA. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw. Which is kind of cool, actually. So, like, you, you invested all this time in one character, and you get to continue his story. And they actually made, like, a whole fake, like live thing with all the news sources and stuff talking about this character. So yeah, like was actually sure. like and Cristiano Ronaldo was being interviewed about it and like, oh he's like the best player, blah blah blah. So I mean obviously they care about what they're doing. Yeah. This well, but this is the cool. This is the point of the conference when I kind of was like out of it. Well that's the thing, like so I could care less about Unfortunately, European football. And they they you know, they they have those two guys, the two guys in the Blazers or whatever it was called show up on stage like they're actually like you know football announcers oh well, yeah they and, host some show or yeah something. and it's funny it's like like they're like oh yeah you pro- some of us probably know who we are and kind of everyone's kind of like and everybody so we watched this with what there were four of us in the room yeah and we all kind of looked at each other like no we don't and i think everyone in the audience kind of had the same reaction like live was like um like kind of looking around like i don't really know who these guys are yeah, yeah whatever so it was kind of a weird thing that you know but FIFA is the number one sports game in the world, so well, it's really and, obvious like, that they you do this. <laughs> At one point, they said like uh, football slash soccer was the fifth largest sport in the world, and like I kind of like scratched my head, like is that entirely accurate? I don't think it is. I think I think, I think it, it is. is the number one, but 
I could be wrong. I'm pretty ignorant about soccer. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm one of those people, like, I'll watch soccer when America's in it or uh, when one of my roommates is watching it on TV. That's it. That's about it. Or World Cup time, and that's about it. Yeah, but anyway, so I guess the kind of moral of the story was they kind of, like, leaned on this this whole story mode, um, and I think for them, they, like, I've played the last FIFA uh, a bit, because, like I said, I have some roommates who are big into it. And so I think at this point, they just need to make sure they're increasing the gameplay value to a point where the average consumer, like, enjoys it. Because, like, me, like, for those of us kind of, like, sideline soccer fans, we just don't care. Yeah, I'm never going to buy a FIFA game, probably. Yeah, I mean, they have to make a really good effort mm-hmm. to make me want to buy a FIFA game. Yeah. Frankly, they're going to have to make a good effort to make me want to buy any sports game. True. But FIFA is probably on the lowest of that list. FIFA and UFC are probably right there. I mean, yeah, there's a lot, quite a bit. So, Which, by the way, they didn't mention a single thing about UFC. No this. UFC, no NHL, nothing. Which I was surprised about, because especially because I hear, like, their UFC games do fairly well. And the NHL. Yeah. Do actually really well. So I don't know why. Maybe they just come out at different times where they... I mean, they only have an hour to show off things, especially if you devote 30 full minutes to Battlefront. Yeah, true. So... Um, but anyway, so FIFA, the story mode, kind of like what they're doing with uh, Madden. So that's cool. Um, and, and then, then they, they, they talked about how accurate, you know, the depictions of actual all the real Right. They are. showed Ronaldo with like, and other like people, motion capture. Yeah. And, and then stuff. like, you know, other guys like, oh, they, we got, we captured his run just perfectly. Like, okay, well, whatever, whatever. That's kind of how I feel about it. You're cool. going to be zoomed out, you know, 80 feet above the, the field anyway. So you can't really tell. Exactly. Uh, I mean, if they make, so and some of the things they showed off in NBA Live was kind of this like quick time eventish thing where you like move the left joystick left and your right joystick to the left and like yeah and if you and miss if you miss the right. movement you like miss the block right and so if they made fifa kind of like that then maybe so, i'd give a shit more but i really don't i doubt it so yeah went to fifa next thing on the conference was no surprise to anyone the new need for speed Need for Speed Payback. Yeah, and you know, so, and we watched the Need for Speed thing a couple times. Yeah. Because they had well, the one time they had that the was actual, like, scripted like, thing, and then they had somebody playing it. At the end of the at conference. At the very end, right. And it was the same mission that they showed off, but it was done it was a, little a little differently. Different, right. So, I do have Which to I say. I think it's cool. Yeah. I do have to say this was, like, the really first awkward moment of the conference, because they had, like, a special YouTuber try to present it, and... And if you've never... Being a, being a YouTuber, you don't present to a live audience. You're if you never presented live... It was... It, then you can understand, like, it, it takes something yeah. to present to you a live need, audience. You need, you need some gravitas. As somebody who performs in front of a live audience, like, a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not something that just comes naturally. It's so, one of those things that's awkward for a really long time. So really, that was kind of the first misstep of this whole conference. <laughs> is this guy kind of like... Well, and then like at one point, like they show... Like they were talking about customization of the cars. Mm-hmm. And they, they had no camera angle on the to cover the customization. So it was kind it of... It was a, fucking crazy. It was it was a weird little segment. <laughs> but like then we, then we finally got into the game and showed off Need for Speed, which looks beautiful it looks great the game looks good and which kind of gets me a little i mean obviously a good looking game is always going to be a plus i'm still curious how the drive car is going to drive because that's always a exactly huge thing. that's the main it's, thing for me how accurately is the car actually going to be like driving on the road that's my issue with drive club is the cars i don't feel like accurately were like it's a fucking joke yeah is what it is so i mean i hope this game accurately depicts these cars in how they would work in this situation. Right. And so like when I, like the first reaction I had was like watching this sh- this live stream and thinking like they're trying to make Need for Speed Fast and Furious. And that's exactly what it looks like. You're which like trying is, to hijack this trailer. Totally fine. And honestly, I think that's a really good move for Need for Speed. Yeah, cuz the last couple, I mean, they had Need for Speed Rivals, which is the last one I owned, which is several years ago now. 
And it was just kind of meh. I mean, the, I think there was one like, like it was the one where you like you could choose between being the street racer or the police officers, and there was like ten cars you could choose from on each side. So like, wasn't a huge selection. Customization wasn't very good, and it just it the always online thing just didn't work out too well. I didn't, I really didn't like it. Unfortunately, the story was bad. It was just not the greatest game that came out with the remap. Like I wouldn't say remaster, but reboot. I guess this last year, yeah. this Need for Speed. I didn't pick it up, but from what I heard, it wasn't um, that great either, yeah. unfortunately. And this kind of sucks, because like, you think back in Need for Speed, and I'm sure anyone who's ever had any experience in Need for Speed thinks of Underground. Yeah, for sure. And like, Underground, I think Underground 2 was the one. And that was like the one you think, like, that game was just fantastic. So many different race styles, so much, like, the customization was great, story was good, like, it was a great game. PS2 nailed it then. And I feel like we're still, like, they're not there, and maybe, because this one's not a racing game in particular, it's more of a Fast and Furious style. Well, and a lot of people made the reference or comparison to Burnout. Yeah, I was. I said that the entire time during this trail, I'm like, this looks like Burnout, because, like, you would hit a car and just, like... Take them and take them down, and it'd be yeah. all slow motion. They flip and destroy. You keep going, exactly like Burnout. And I love Burnout back in the day. That was one of for my sure. favorite game series. It's one of the best. And I mean, obviously, it's smart for them to mimic that because it's a you know it's a good series. People enjoy it, but you can't just be completely Burnout and lose all of what Need for Speed was. Right. And so if you kind of take approach like I think of like the movie Gone in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, if you kind of take approach like that, I think it'll be really cool. And I like watching that mission. I think, like, to myself, this is something I might enjoy. Again, I think the biggest thing that they need to get and they need to handle well is how the car handles and just how everything feels. Car handle, I think, is important. Mission variety, I think, needs to be because I don't want to be doing the same thing. Oh, we gotta hijack this thing. Oh, we gotta steal this thing. Oh, we gotta chase down this guy. Like, because yeah. that'll get old really fast. And I, I think it's gonna be hard for a game like this when it's not just like strictly racing. I'm sure they'll have some racing aspects to it. Oh, I'm sure. And, well, it's a racing game. <laughs> yeah. And as I said, like I we haven't explained this yet, but it there's gonna be three main characters that you follow their story through, and it will jump from character to character between missions. So yeah, like as they showed Which off, they showed in the, as they the showed story. off, you're going, you finally get to the semi, you hijack it. Someone jumps from your car into the semi and she steals the car and then boom, you're driving as her. So that's kind of cool. We'll see how that actually plays out. Hopefully. And you made the, you made the comment while we were watching. It, was, it felt too cinematic. Yeah. And I, it, there'd be like, you'd be driving, then you hit a tunnel and it'd be like it a mini cutscene, Right. And then, like, it's a scripted thing. You run, like, you run, crash into something, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, uh, that's not that's not a good approach. No, because that means like, you, you no know, matter... You need action going. Because that means no matter what you do, it's going to end up the same way. Which kind of is frustrating, because I think that's the beauty of, like, an open-world game like that, where, like, the AI <laughs> interacts sure. that way. It's, like, it'll change how everything does, and you got to, like, adapt to your situation. But if it ends up being the same way each time, it's going to be... Um, different. I mean, Need for Speed is going to be something we're going to keep our eye out. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm still interested how I want to see more gameplay of it and like car driving, more customization. They kind of tried to cover that, but it didn't really like it impress me, out. and I yeah. wasn't really paying attention at that point because it was just like kind of. Well, weird. and after the conference, they kind of pointed stuff out that I just like. Uh, by that point, I wasn't necessarily paying attention. Yeah, at that it was just kind of like man, so. It's a game I look forward to. Will I buy it when I when it comes out? We'll see. Right now, I don't know, but maybe I'll get more in the future. Maybe we'll see something later this week that'll catch my attention. So, yeah. So afterwards, they show, they kind of played off of the whole like EA originals, which I had forgotten about. Yeah, to be hundred percent honest. And this was definitely the bright moment of this, this was, conference. Yes, absolutely. So they showed off a game called The Way Out. Um, which basically follows like a co-op campaign between two people that are in a prison and them breaking out, breaking and out of prison and then living, dealing with being in real life as the consequences after being an escape convict, which would not be easy, of course. So, right. And as somebody who has a roommate who watches prison break every week, 
which I don't recommend because that show is fucking awful. Um, like, it, I don't know. And there was something about it that looked really good to me. Yeah. Well, especially so they kind of hearkened on the idea of having split screen. It is. It is co-op. Split, split screen co-op only. So you can't play it by yourself. Well, you sh- can play. You can play co-op online. I'm sure. Like, yeah, online. Or like through the share play function of the PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, we'll I'm see. sure that'll works. But it's it's only co-op, so you can't play it by yourself, which is cool because like you don't really see games like that anymore. Split no. screen, they like now if you want to get a multiplayer game, you and your friend have to both buy the game. You can't just both play on one console. So it's kind of nice to see that finally come back. Well, and so like the whole idea of gathering with your friends and sitting on a couch. And playing a game is so foreign to us these days. Um, you know, like I grew up in the days of having Halo land parties. Yeah, good times. And they were always fun. And so, like, I don't know, this seems like something that, like, kind of builds off of that nostalgia mm-hmm. that I think is really cool. Um, so. And beyond that, the game looked cool. I thought the story seemed neat. We'll have to see more as more yeah. as comes and out of it. But. The, the idea is really cool. So, like, as it's showing, like, it's not just a script, like, a super scripted uh, co-op campaign. Like, saying, like, they're kind of showing off, like, how one person will be in the middle of a cutscene talking to someone while the other person will actually be right. doing something. You're not both stuck in this cutscene just doing nothing. One person's distracting, like a guard. Right. And so then the I other like person's going to go. The first thing that comes to mind is, like, I remember playing Gears of War 3. It was either three or two. Maybe it was two. Um, me and my friend Dan, we bought the game opening day. Um, and we started playing that night and played about until 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Co-op, because that was like every game had co-op back then. Yeah. Um, and that is like one of those memories that will always stick with me. About gaming because we had so much fun doing it, um, and so I'm like I'm excited about the idea of bringing that back. Yeah, and this was definitely for me was probably the this was the highlight. This was the top moment for me. Yeah, I don't about care about Battlefield. I don't care. I mean, Battlefront was good. We'll get into that. But like for me, this was like the moment. Like this was the biggest shock of for me. Of the conference. This was the only surprise, yeah, for sure. This this a way out, coming out early 2018, so keep your eye on it. I'm sure there'll be more kind of revealed here and there. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think it's the one to watch. It's going to be a good game if it you know, if it's pulled if off. If it matches correctly. what they said it was going to. Yeah, and they I said, totally like, agree. how you can, you can play it in multiple different ways every time. It's just, so, yeah. good to know. Uh, the next game is, that they announced was the new Bioware game. So Bioware has kind of been teasing this game. Yeah. Under under a name that I can't pull off like no in my head right now. But we we knew it wasn't gonna be this name, obviously, but they've been teasing it for the last several months. Finally come out, the game's called Anthem. They didn't really give too much about it because as they at the end of this teaser, it said the full reveal is coming during the Microsoft conference. So we'll be able to cover that tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. And but you know, I think it's kinda of like you're living behind this wall. Society's kind of fallen down. There's creatures out there. It's a survival game. Yeah, it's gonna we'll be. We'll see what it a, looks like. You know, a, a Bioware RPG is what I'm gonna. It expect. was very early teaser what we saw, so I can't really there comment was, on it. There was really not much to pick from there, so yeah. we'll hopefully have more information on that for in, sure in our next uh, podcast here, <laughs> in probably just a couple hours. Because oh god. You know, I have to work in a total of what? It's four hours from now. Good. It's three seventeen. So Good. We got five hours. Oh God. Dedicated. That's what we are for you guys. We are here for you, the listener. Um. So the next game they kind of showed off, which, back to sports is what it was. The NBA game. NBA Live 18. And so it wasn't until we were watching this that I realized, like, I'm pretty sure there was supposed to be an NBA Live 17. Um, and so I, I looked into that and realized they had pushed it back, pushed it back, pushed it back. To the point until, like, where... It's like, as the recording of this podcast, we have two days in, until the maybe end of the season yeah. for NBA. And so it's like, well, at this point... 
we might as well make it NBA Live 18. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like uh, hopefully this isn't like NBA Live 17.5. Right. It was just one and, of our roommates, one of my roommates yeah. said that. But And I mean, as we discussed earlier, they'll have like, you know, I don't, they showed like a slow motion like trailer of like reacting and like missing the steps. So you're able to, you know, take it to the basket. They, yeah. They showed kind of a the quick time idea. Of yeah. It. I don't, I don't know how much i don't know how if it's gonna be all slow motion it was like real super confusing the i didn't way understand, the guy I didn't understand it. it and there was like a street aspect and then a court aspect and i don't really under know what was going on you can have a character playing all these different basketball games yeah i don't get it whatever it's basketball it's a you you go for the hoop bingo um, and so the next game they showed off uh, Battlefront. Battlefront, and that's kind of how they ended their so, conference. So yeah, I mean they came out. They brought strong. out a hot chick. What's her name? Let me pull that up real quick. Um, she she's basically the star in Battlefront. She she's too. the protagonist of the story campaign for Battlefront Two, which and actually, I think we've been on record of saying like I think the idea of having the Star Wars characters that we never see mm-hmm. as the main character is really super good. Um, and they only kind of minorly focused on the story, which I thought was surprising because they had her come out. Seemed, it seemed very self-aware. Yeah. Her name, Janina Gavankar. Yes, right. So she came out and presented, which actually I think was a pretty good. Move. I think that was a good move. Pretty attractive. I mean, actually, pretty very attractive woman. And oh, absolutely. Not awkward up there. Pretty good presenter. Yeah, she was. She led it along very well. For me, like I like sat there and I kind of felt like they kind of skipped on the whole story aspect because again they felt very self aware about like people were upset about the first battle and as as I said they were going to fix it as they said it's like we got a lot of positive feedback and we got a lot of constructive feedback and everybody everybody giggled everyone laughed and knew yeah the game you got a lot of shitty feedback so right your game sucked balls is what it was so I. I mean, I'm glad they're actually like self-aware and realizing, yeah, we probably fucked up there, but for sure. And so they're actually like actively fixing this. So they kind of showed off, yeah, as we said, more of the multiplayer, which probably more people. I mean, that's all Battlefront. The first Battlefront I mean, was was just yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, it was 100 percent multiplayer, which was a, such a such a mistake. Yeah. So they kind of showed out, you know, it, they kind of changed all the class system, how everything works, how the hero power-ups work. You could, it's not just a token you collect on the, the battlefield. Battlefield, you have to pay monetary credits. Yeah, you earn points. Which great. Yeah, you earn points, and then once you get enough points, you can unlock it for that map. And it's not and just like a hero. It's not like they showed off a lot of, like, uh, commanders, Darth. And- Whatever the fuck his name Darth is. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. They showed off Darth Maul being played and stuff. Yeah, we, we, got, we got Darth it's Maul, like Boba Fett, different Ray. upgrades to like different characters and like at ats and ATRTs. Yeah, and you can get are. like a commander who's like will boost everyone else around you, which I think is really super cool. Yeah, so I think it was definitely what was needed. I mean, unfortunately, the only thing I did not see was a Galactic Conquest mode which we had in Battlefront 2 back in the day, which is people's favorite mode. So maybe they're just hiding it at this point. I did see some space battles, which I was really excited about. Yes, yeah, actually... That was one of my favorites of theirs so, was the space battles. It looks battles. like it's all there minus this Galactic Conquest, which we can probably get over if they could always bring it on later. We'll see. Uh, you know, they and they showed off a lot of this, and I think they realized that like this is what's gonna sell them. Um, like the last half hour was a solid Battlefront. Yeah, a live gameplay of with all these as we talked about in, influencers, influencers or so, game changers. So most of the people from Twitch or whatever, like Stone Mountain sixty four was probably you know the more famous one there. And the dude I can't remember Being his name about that was, this that was flying around in circles the whole time who actually ended up leading the team in yeah, death. It was great. <laughs> so like they had like these guys come out there, test the game, play the game live in front of all of us. And with the new game mode, which is like I would consider it like a similar to a rush game mode from Battlefield. Yeah, it like it and you I wish I kind point. of understood better about getting to each So like you uh, move position, to the, you move but, to the point, capture it, move to the next point, capture, move to the next point, capture. But it seemed a little more complicated. It did. Than that. It did. But I I mean they really didn't explain it too much cuz I feel like they want to have people like still be like surprised and learning about it. But it was cool. Game looks great. I'll say that. It looks good. It looks good. The sounds are right. It was 
Which is never a problem with Battlefront. No, absolutely. And that's the not. thing. Like when the last the last Battlefront came out, I was always impressed about how good it was, or how good it looked, and how the sounds were, mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. It was just a lack of content. Yeah. So they're really enforcing content on this one. As they said, all future DLCs will be free. Free. You hear that? Free. EA said the word free, and then I. For them, that's a huge, huge change. We'll see. I'm not sold on it yet. I'm sure they'll have a big, big expansion that will cost money. But they said maps and stuff like that will be free. Yeah. Which is different for them because they charged, you know, 20 bucks on Battlefield 1 for four more maps. Which is insane. Which was what you spent $60 on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's eight maps on the $60 version. So, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to see this change i feel like I, I know there's been like an outcry in the community with you know people having like i hate having to pay for like a season pass or something like that paying for this dlc they're like what does it really bring me like i get a new character or like one new map i think for like me what sucks the most is getting a good game and i'm looking at you battlefront i'm looking at you original destiny yeah. obviously what the game we have now is completely different but being excited about how good the mechanics are in the game and then having so little content, it's not worth it. No. And that was the, that was the bad thing about the first Battlefront. So this Battlefront 2 hopefully will be what we're looking for. Because I know a lot of us grew up on these games. I hope so, yeah. So I hope it's what what we've been looking for. It's the and change we need. And still to this day, me and my roommates will pop out Battlefront 2. Yeah. And we'll land. It was a great game. And I really like, unfortunately, like I feel like even then they're still not matching to what that game was. Yeah, and we'll see We'll see how this game comes out. Because I, I really have high hopes for it. Yeah, um, me too. I do. Because obviously the camp, single player campaign, super cool. You're bridging the gap between, you know, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So that's an interesting time period where how, well, especially am- now that they kind of the empire is becoming the, you know the first well, order and, and that stuff. EA has this kind of inside to Disney who owns the rights, yeah. so they could kind of quote unquote do canon things. Yeah, and that's what this is. It's supposed to be a canon story to the Star Wars. So we'll see how it all plays out. I'm sure it'll be super interesting. I look forward to that, and I mean I look forward to the multiplayer as well. Yeah. I, I'm For sure. sure. We'll get more. I mean, it doesn't come out till later this year. November. It, it looks fun. I just hope they can capitalize on it. Yeah. Because it was, it was definitely a big letdown in the first one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're betting on. They're betting on this year. Um, that Battlefront will take them um, through until the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's I think that's a solid bet to make. Uh, it seems like Star Wars gets bigger every year. And considering we you know we got The Last Jedi coming out around the same time as this game launches, a month after. I well, mean, and you the, have, the you have, like, whatever Finn's actor. John, this John per- Boyega. Yeah. He came up live saying, like, you know. <laughs> well, he was I'm, recorded. He recorded but... live from London. But he's like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Battlefront. I'm glad they're bringing all this. They showed his his tweet saying, "When are we going to get that single player campaign?" All the retweets and stuff he got. So, obviously, you know it's nice that he, we can see people that are part of the Star Wars like asking for more, and we're getting more. And as he says, Finn will be in the game as a hero. So, now, yeah, and so, anyways, beyond that, I'm a little shocked that they didn't show off more Star Wars things. Like, they had the whole visceral thing last year. And that's what I wanted, that open, more open-world Star Wars game that they, like, barely it's, talked about. Well, and they showed off several games last year that I feel like just have disappeared off the face of the Earth. And, I, well, I just watched something recently. And they show, well, they show the Battlefront, and then they show the mobile game. Well, Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah. But I feel like I watched something recently of them going in and, like, talking about visceral games and the game they're working on in this open-world Star Wars game, and... I was kind of hoping to get something for that. That's well, the... Visceral is working on that Spider-Man. Right Visceral, now. no, that's Insomniac. That's Insomniac. Okay, sorry, you're, you're getting a little confused here. No, Visceral, they're working on a Star Wars game. You're right. Who, if you guys don't know, are you know the creators of Dead Space, fantastic game. If you guys have not played any of those, uh, so I was really looking forward to see 
an announcement to their game, and we didn't get it. And I was really let down by that, how Battlefront took over the entire Star Wars of this show. Yeah. I really wanted something new. I don't know, I don't know necessarily know if I'm disappointed by that. I guess I'm more shocked, shocked by it. But maybe we'll see it in a later conference. Microsoft or Sony might have it. I doubt Sony will because they've got a lot of stuff going on in their plate. But maybe Microsoft will have it on their conference or something. So They could use something like that to boost the Scorpio thing. Yeah. But that will be coming for a later podcast for That's us. What? 2 tomorrow? p.m. tomorrow? 1. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused about the times. So, um... That about does it for us. I mean, I think, I think we, so. We went a little longer than we expected, but... You know, when I start talking about video games, it just happens. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Thanks I, for listening. Yeah, and you know, and so the idea is, um... Tomorrow night we'll have something up. Uh, It'll be... Maybe after- Monday afternoon. I don't know. We'll see how long it takes to get together like this I, I know this won't be up until sunday afternoon yeah tomorrow and tomorrow's episode will be a lot longer because we definitely have three we have them. microsoft we have the pc gaming show and we have bethesda so we got a lot more to talk about probably you know, quite a bit so yeah and yeah we'll just keep on bringing it i mean ea's one thing is yeah it's done so We'll see. We'll see. We'll like a lot of the journalists have been out and playing the games, and so I think a lot of the unhyped things will come up mm-hmm. on sure. these games. So I mean, I'm excited for that. But anyways, I think that does it for us. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, it is late. Very, very late. It's three thirty. It's three thirty in the morning. We definitely go to bed. You gotta be up. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, well thanks for listening. Um, as always, if you have uh, questions or thoughts on E3, if you have th- thoughts on EA or whatever is going on, you know, you can email us, dryspellradio at gmail.com. We have a Twitter page, it's at dryspellradio. Uh, and otherwise, you know, just reach out to us. Let us know what you think, um, what you're excited for. Uh, what you think we got wrong, what you think we got right, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, Listen to our SoundCloud posts, and if not, we'll be back live Wednesday. So, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.